Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, friend. I am Guy. And oh, hello, friend. It's me, your better friend. Uh, that's right. Reflected in my computer screen, looking directly at me and currently beaming into your ears is the delightful Timbat. Delightful, but not delighted. Oh, no. Tim, whatever is the problem? Wow. Patreon powers will know this, maybe already, depending on how I'm releasing these, but everyone else won't. I got... I got the people... Goddamn- Tim, the, before you say this, the people absolutely have a right to know. And people it have is, a right to know. I've got a mouth ulcer on my tongue. Upside... Uh, up, up top or down low? Like on the end. Oh, right on the tip? Yeah. Such a weird place for an ulcer, and it really sucks. I respect it. That's an ulcer that's like, you know... Looking for exciting new real estate opportunities. Ulcers yes, traditionally mm. would never think to look on the tip of the tongue. Very shitty. Very annoying. Yeah, makes yeah. it hard to talk, changes the shape of one's mouth when you do, and it makes oh. eating salt and vinegar chips, my very favorite oh. flavor, oh. a real nightmare. That, is that how you found out you had an ulcer on uh, coming on? No, nah, I could feel it. I could feel it oh, the yeah. whole time. It's crazy. The tongue... The tongue's proximity to the teeth. Olive has bitten her tongue a few times recently, and she's sort of just like, what the f-? Like, the pain yeah. is obviously huge, and yeah. she's also so put out by it. She's like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, man. I so agree with her. It is a massive design flaw that we've got these incredibly sharp, strong chompers designed just to bite down on shit right next to this big fleshy muscle thing that wiggles around too much. What are we like? If only we were like bacteria. Wait, the bacteria do this? Digesting stuff outside our bodies and then absorbing the nutrients. Okay, here's a challenge for you, Tim. I'm thinking of a TV show, might be Nickelodeon, would have been, you know, of our vintage coming up, might be a Cartoon Network show, but 
some of the characters, they might have been villains, they were very simple, were amoebas. Mm. There were characters that were just amoebas and they mm. were like the thickest characters on the show. They were kind of gross. Um, Dinging any bells? Was it in Cartoon Cartoon, that same thing that had like um, Prometheus and Bob and was it in the, I don't know. But I can remember like the imagery of, of the amoebas on yeah on that. I don't know, man. I'm going to read a message aloud while you find that guy because that's why we're here, to share some beautiful messages, mainly to pep ourselves up. The Amoeba Boys from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, Powerpuff Girls. <sighs> Can I read you this? They're like sort of, they, they yeah, they, they sort of, um, they all wear like fedoras or hats. They're sort of, I think, <laughs> meant to be like gangsters. <laughs> I know it has nothing to do with Sandler or the other films, but I need you to watch Goop Labs with Gwyneth Paltrow immediately. Oh, that is actually a really fun idea. It is a fun idea. We should do this. It is the most batshit insane thing I've ever... This would be actually a good thing to watch with my wife, Zoe. I was just thinking the, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Chelsea's always going off at Gwyneth Paltrow for her skincare advice and how oh, she yeah. doesn't wear enough sunscreen. She watched Gwyneth a video Paltrow of Gwyneth Paltrow applying sunscreen and she's like yelling at the computer that it's not enough sunscreen. Chelsea's got incredible skin. I feel like she'd really, she knows her skincare shit. Like she's got that. She's got that knowledge. Oh, you better believe it. Every, back to the email here, every moment is like being gaslit and tortured. I have seen every movie and thing you have watched, minus some of the Patreon ones, and can say this is literally the most psycho thing I've ever seen. It makes Cats 2019 look like a normal film. If you do decide to hurt yourself watching Goop Labs, lowercase on purpose, please do a director's commentary or two. Hearing you react in real time would be the funniest thing imaginable. It's on Netflix and bafflingly made with good intentions and sincerity. It's insane. Thank you. Bye. I was sent to us in late April this year. When that show came out, I always had a really good time calling it Goop Laboratory. (laughs) To shorten it to labs kind of like deliberately muddies or undercuts, you know, how seriously Gwyneth Paltrow is taking herself in this brand of wellness. Like if, if, you know, the, the level of scrutiny that the claims and shit she's peddling should be held up to is that of anything that comes out of a scientific laboratory and to call your show <laughs> Goop Labs like undercuts that very point. It's not a fucking lab, all right? If you're saying that this shit works, you better have run it through a laboratory, Gwyneth. How, how like, she's gotten obscenely wealthy from Goop. Is my understanding like multi, yeah. multi? I think tens of millions of dollars going yeah. right into Gwyneth Paltrow's pocket. One of one of the gra- the great celebrity profiles I've ever read was a profile in the New York Times on Gwyneth Paltrow. This is by a, a woman who I discovered her writing because she wrote these sensational sort of like very humanizing and up close, but also unflinching profiles of various different celebrities. The author's name is Taffy Brodesser Ackner. Um, and the one of Gwyneth Paltrow it was so interesting. Like she was spending time in Gwyneth Paltrow's kitchen with Gwyneth Paltrow and her children and Gwyneth Paltrow's new husband. And then Chris Martin from Coldplay like walks into the kitchen. It's all very new age. 
Everyone's getting along. They're friendly. Like Chris Martin's cracking jokes with the new partner. It was fucking bizarre. They live on this like, you know, they live on this. It's They're not, we don't, we walk the same earth, but we live in different realities. Yeah. And also, can I just say while we're here, I know this is not necessarily what the friend zone's for, but the author of that piece, Taffy Brodus Akna, she went on to write one of my favorite novels from a few years ago, which I think is being adapted to an HBO show. It's called Fleshman is in Trouble. And um, it is a, a, if, if anyone is looking for a, a, a great book that is very smashable and you can sink your teeth into immediately with no fuss, might I recommend that? Nice one, Guy. People do periodically um, put requests in for your book requests. Oh, well. You're, you're a good juicy reader. You really know how to sell a book. That's one, there's, there's one for anyone. Um, I think, yeah, it would be Goop Labs would, would be a good thing that, for us to watch. I mean, God knows if we'd find the time. Everyone's got yes. lives to live and things to do, but that would be a fun one to do with Zoe and Chelsea. Does she, does Gwyneth Paltrow, she kind of, she knows, right? Like, I think I remember a clip of her on a talk show. I can't remember what one. And I think it was Fallon or Kimmel. And he brings up, like, the vagina jade egg thing. He's like, what is this supposed to do? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) She just, like, gives up any pretense of even trying to sell that it actually does something to improve your health. It's just also incredible that the show's called, or the, the brand's called Goop. Yeah. It's a slap in the face. The word goop next to the word laboratory and she's selling you a candle that smells like her vagina and people are buying it. People are buying it for like so much money. If it wasn't such a um, sort of, you know, the people who are buying it are people who aspire to a life that they will presumably never attain. Well, this is what seem, makes if it... it didn't sit so poorly. This is what makes it funny for me because I... There are some hucksters that I think target poor people. Like I'm thinking of those um, payday loan schemes where, you know, they target families who are experiencing financial hardship and then get them on the hook and suddenly they're paying like 800% interest per year. Gwyneth Paltrow, I feel like, is targeting to like the fucking thickest, richest people around where they're just handing over money, but they've got it. And it's not really much skin off their nose. That's what makes it comedy, I think. These people are just dumb, tragic, wealthy people. And that, yeah, that's forgivable. But there's also, there'll also be people who'll be trying to, you know. There's some collateral damage. Inevitably. But we must accept it at its face comedic value. This is a place for laughter. We're not here to become too introspective or solve the world's ills. We're just trying to have a good time with our friends. We're just trying to have a good time on the friend zone. Gwyneth, is it a crime? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to. So that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. And the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Now, what have I got here? Something along the lines of this. Uh... Dear Frosty Fellas, hello. this is recent. I've just signed up to the Patreon as I've gained a lot of enjoyment from listening to your podcast over the past year or so. It's definitely one of the best podcasts around and never ceases to make me laugh and brighten my day. I've been catching up with you. Shut up, guy. Thank you very much. You can continue. I've been catching up with your podcast in a tree series recently and I often listen to your podcast while I'm sat in the tub as that's my favourite place to unwind. I was thinking, maybe you could do a short series entitled Podcast in a Bath if you Mm -hmm. need a break after finishing Emmanuel. Do you know, it's so funny you should bring that up because when Tim first started happening, he asked if I I had any uh, segments I wanted to do and my segment idea was, was it called Tub Time? Yeah. Tub Time with Kai and it was just... Crossing to me live in the bar. And Strang Cole made the most like violent sounding intro for it. This really loud intro sequence. It was so good. Uh, this is parenthesis after talking about the Emmanuel. Love this series so much. It just keeps getting better and better. The acoustics would be terrible, but maybe you could throw in a few exclusive segments. Biggest bath bubbles, loudest bath farts, etc. I don't know. Think about it. Congratulations, Tim, on becoming a father. Love you both. Oh, love you both and love the show. Say my name, David in London. P.S. I just completed my first graphic novel that's taken me almost six years to complete. Damn, dude. It's called 13 Nights by David Fate, and it's available on Amazon. Sorry for the shameless self-promotion. You don't have to read this out. If you'd like to have a read of it and let me know what you think, that would be amazing. I'll send you a free PDF XXX, well, David, we have read it out. And as someone who's in the Patreon, 
you will know full well how happy we are to hear that your product is listed on Amazon um, as all money spent on Amazon helps line the pockets of Jeff Bezos, a man who we are desperately trying to push over that $1 trillion mark for reasons that we cannot go into here. Who brought up the idea of Goop? Oh, wait, that was one from me, wasn't it? Aye, aye. It was one of mine. Okay. Um, thank you, David. Just to reiterate, if anyone's interested in David's graphic novel, it's called 13 Nights, and that's nights like um, men okay. in metal on horses, not nights as in it's not daytime, by David Fate. I've started a Google Doc guy that I'm going to share you into now because we constantly get these fantastic ideas pitched to us and we retain none of them. Yeah, of course. So I'm making you an editor of this document and we can just pop our brilliant little ideas in and one day if we've got a spare moment, we can be like, let's go to the old ideas page. Make some of these things a reality. Yeah, boy. Kia ora. Tim and Guy, I write this from Aotearoa, day 12 into the sleep-deprived haze of parenthood with our beautiful baby boy. We are fumbling around trying to figure out what routine works for the wee fella, but one thing which is locked down, but one thing is but one thing which is locked down is me sitting up with him till about 1am listening to the worst idea of all time to let my wife get some much needed sleep. To say the first few years basically form our personalities and map out the rest of our lives. It makes me wonder what sexual perversions I'm fostering in him by listening to the Emmanuel series while he sleeps. His wee brain soaking up every word. Will he frustratingly just grind mons pubis to mons pubis never reaching completion? Will he have an aching desire for any and all of his boners to be inspected? Who's to say? Assuming the podcast is still going, I'll get back to you with an update in 15 to 20 years. Don't say my name. Uh, I really, I don't really want my speculation on my son's future sexual preferences to be traced back to me. Sorry, perver- uh, perversions. Keep up the good work. Bought a couple of TWIOAT onesies so you can expect a few cents to dribble into your bank account when you get your cut. From oh, unnamed in May. Thank you. Un- great stuff. Thank you, unnamed author in May. Love that you are um, it's like, um, fucking up your son with our content. No, 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 not fucking up. There's the podcasting equivalent. You know, they play, um, people play like Beethoven to the, the babies who are um, still in the womb. Oh, I've been playing um, Duke Ellington for Remy. Three week old. Yep. I think this would be interesting to listen to the podcast. I had the, uh, the great honor of actually. Meeting Remy from a safe distance. Um, oh, yeah, this is interesting because at, at time of recording, Guy and I have been in lockdown in our city for about two months now. We're stuck in yeah. our houses. Uh, but we we very uh, gratefully and graciously got to spend some time with you and Zoe, Chelsea and I did, out in your backyard. And Remy is, a, he's a honey, that guy. He's a cool little baby. He very slept relaxed for baby. He slept the whole time. time. He has big cheeks, presumably lined with milk. Yeah. He's a happy boy, and I'm happy for both of you. You guys seemed so – Chelsea and I spoke about it a lot on the way home. You seemed so um, at ease and relaxed and surprisingly well-rested. <laughs> for now, I'm touching yes. any piece of wood around me. Um, Understandably. All right, now. I wonder if I've played this before. Someone sent in a new theme song. 
for the friend zone. You want to hear it? Yeah. Hey, Tim, long-time listener, awesome show, great job. I think that's a Tim and Eric reference. So I knocked a little something-something up for you guys. If you want, I went the route of old-school 80s 8-bit rock or like Street Fighter or Scott Pilgrim for that matter. It sounds familiar to me. Uh, let me know what you think. Hope you dig it and are keen to use it. Didn't include any ID tags on the track, so feel free to use. I'm including various file formats. I could probably skip over this bit. I'm actually a composer normally, so if you want any other music, feel free to reach out. Okay. Oh, here we go. Side note, I've noticed another connection with the Sandlerverse right at the start of Grown Ups 1. I think the Hollywood agent Lenny is yelling at on the phone in his living room is actually Sandy Wexler from another Sandler film by the same name, which makes sense with how he ends the phone call with I love you too. Bye. All the best. James. I like that. And here, Welcome to the friend zone. Friend zone. we have had this. Get that in ya. Oh, Dastardly, so good. Dick Dastardly, he's one of your all-time cartoon villains. If you're listening and you weren't familiar with Wacky Races, which was one of my favourite shows as a boy, look up Dick Dastardly. He's got an iconic look. It's a fantastic name. Him and his dog, Muttley, who has a very famous laugh, they were always causing trouble. And they actually got name-dropped in... um an MF Doom track on the Mad Villainy album. Anyway, I've just aged myself and dated this podcast. R.I.P. I've got a lot of... Um, I'm having to trouble... You, Thank you, old fuck. What are you having trouble with? You look, you look visibly like you're struggling. I'm seeing you on a webcam right now and you look like you are struggling. I've just... There's like... There's a, a a a writer has um, this everyone. There's a writer. I know. Here we go. This is all from. It starts here. So and it ends now. But it starts as though we're in the middle of a conversation about something with this author. Like it is. Okay. You know, if you could see the way this is formatted, you would understand my confusion. So I just start reading from here forth. I'm reading the um. Message. Thank you, guy. I've got it. So I was going to say, apparently Billie Eilish, who's enjoying quite a bit of success and fame at the moment, had a perfectly healthy upbringing. I think there's a doc about her that covers it. Then we get to this damn thought experiment. God damn it, Tim. Chinese room. A man in a room full of shelves of books. Each book has a Chinese character on it. The man cannot read Chinese. Every day, someone slips a piece of paper with a phrase written in Chinese on it under the door of the room. The man looks at the phrase, then looks through the books, finding each character used in the phrase. Inside the books that indicate a corresponding Chinese character, with complex rules for what characters should come before and after it based on what the note from under the door says. (laughs) In the end, the man has written his own note based on the instructions of the books. He slides his note under the door to the outside of the room and his note is a Chinese phrase that responds to the Chinese phrase that he received based on the instructions of the books. <laughs> but the man never knew how to read Chinese. No. It would appear as though the room knew how to speak it, though. 
No. <laughs> this is no, a no, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. I don't even think the I, you made that up. Whoever wrote that in, you made that up. The one I was remembering on a recent episode is a thought experiment called Mary's Room, which you can look up. It's about the the um sort of quality of knowing something, of knowledge of this thing in philosophy called qualia. It's not this fuck. Chinese isn't a language also. This is really bugging me recently because I felt like about five years ago, writ large, people got it through their thick skull and started saying like, you know, Mandarin or Cantonese or whatever. And now I think post-Trump we've like regressed back to just calling it Chinese. There's no such fucking language as Chinese. That is true, but also... Specific to the conversation we're having, having beside the point. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. So the 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 message continues. So we'll just imagine that you didn't go on that huge aside okay, when you were cross. Right. This is a thought experiment used to illustrate the difference between awareness and intelligence, and the gap between human consciousness and that of machines. The computer analyzes machine language according to its programming to respond to inputs, but it does not have a conscious understanding of what the inputs and responses mean. There is an indie film made in Toronto called You Are Here, and I had the pleasure of seeing it at a film festival, and it has a fascinating section when they literally visualize this thought experiment by having a guy be in a room doing it. Afterwards, the guy seems quite disassociated. Might be worth checking out if you can find it. I'd quite like for you to read this on the friend zone since I think you'd get a kick out of it, though maybe thousands of others are rushing to make the same explanation. In any case, if you do read it, don't say my name. I don't want people calling me out on my inaccuracies. I'm pretty sure I got it close enough. Oh, also, Guy mentioning the Alan Partridge book inspired me to check out the audio book. Thanks for that. Shit, sorry, there's a confusing typo in the explanation of the Chinese room, but I can't remove the post, and I really doubt you'll read this version before the other, but it should be. Oh, no. Chinese room. Oh, God. A man lives in a room full of shelves of books. Each book has a Chinese character on it. Nah, fuck this. The man cannot read Chinese. Every day. Do you want me to go on or no? I don't think so. I think I got the point of it. Okay. Did you? Do you feel like you understood what it was about? No, because like there's still so many more messages in this correspondence. You know anyway, what? Anyway, so I'm going to fast forward. You know forward. what? Read them all. Okay. Keep going. You want me to read the, yes. the amended Chinese room? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chinese room. A man lives in a room full of shelves of books. Each book has a Chinese character on it. The man cannot read Chinese. Every day, someone slips a piece of paper with a phrase written in Chinese on it under the door of the room. The man looks at the phrase, then looks through the books, finding each character used in the phrase. Inside the books that indicate a inside the inside the books that indicate a corresponding Chinese character, there is a character that the man is meant to write down in response, with complex rules for what characters should come before and after it, based on what the note from under the door says. In the end. The man has written his own note based on the instructions of the books. He slides his note under the door to the outside of the room 
And his note is a Chinese phrase that responds to the Chinese phrase that he received based on the instructions of the books. But the man never knew how to read Chinese. It would appear as though the room knew how to speak it, though. Whatever. If the actual thought experiment blows your minds appropriately on air, it'll all be worth it. Well, I'm sorry. I cannot keep up. It varied from minor annoyance to outright confusion. <laughs> Refame the range. Mm. You don't want to be overlooked, but you don't want to be looked over too much. Was it just so? This is like this Getting is getting some hot takes now. This is just someone responding to things we've said in real time. So oh, cool. refame in quotation marks. You don't want to be overlooked, but you don't want to be looked over too much. Which I would probably I would agree with that sentiment. Mm-hmm. And then beneath that, Reichsvark Iceland is also constantly under development. I remember seeing historic photos of the city around the city hall area and remarking that not one of them lacked the presence of a piece of construction equipment. I think that must be in response to Auckland. Anyhow, um, I'm glad we caught up on all of that. And to the author, whose name I won't mention because they asked for me not to, um, your correspondence is appreciated, but it was it was confusing for me. So... I don't know if it's a note for future, but maybe just, you know, maybe just create very clear delineations for where one thought starts and ends instead of just like, you know, you're in conversation with us and we are <laughs> responding. I but think it's a perfect place to end today's friend zone, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. You're Mainly because it, it does um, hurt to talk. Oh, of course, because of your ulcer scenario. Yes. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, got a lot to look forward to, though, folks. American Thanksgiving is coming just around the corner, and you know what that means. It's the old annual get-together with the McElroy boys so that we can do till death do us blart. The Eternal Podcast, where Guy and I join Justin and Travis, and the other one. Whatever his fucking name is. The watch. Forgot about all that. Thanks, Tim. Or Blart, too. Just, just what the doctor ordered. That's what I feel like doing. Um, And other things to look forward to. Uh, some of you might not be vaccinated yet, but you could get vaccinated and then you will have a much, much higher immunity against the novel coronavirus, which, as I've said before, the novelty's wearing pretty frickin' thin. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah.